0: Hey everybody, welcome back to an exciting new show of Fig and Lock Talk. I'm Mr. Fig.
1: And I'm Mr. Locke.
0: Welcome back. We have been away for a while. We didn't get a chance to podcast in the middle of the week. You know, life happens. We both got jobs. We both got lives. So, unfortunately, we couldn't get to it. And unfortunately, I'll be going again on a work trip. This for the next week. So, we're going to take full advantage of the time we have. And we're going to make this a nice long episode. What do you think?
1: Yeah, man. Let's do it. So how you been. All right, doing All right. Mm-hmm. Right, weather in VA is definitely crazy, uh, isn't it? Yes.
0: I you know I, I keep switching back and forth between Sudafed for a cold and Claritin for allergies at this point.
1: Yes, and the, the, just the weather of the idea that today is supposed to be colder today, but it felt warmer today. Mm-hmm. And yesterday was really breezy; like the wind chill factor was so serious oh, yesterday.
0: The wind was ridiculous uh, yesterday, and we'll get kind of get to that a little bit. But uh, we have some fun topics tonight. We're going to talk mostly about our weekend. We had a quite a few events that occurred this uh, this weekend. The she crab, the East Coast She Crab Classic, was in Virginia Beach this weekend. Yes, it was. That's a huge event down here. Big event. Uh, Gabriel Glacius, the comedian, was in town. Uh, I went to that. I'll give you my review of uh, of, of his show. Uh, you went to a meetup out in Hampton. So yeah. if you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that, a little bit, or endorse your group, all right. Uh, Top golf. We finally, we both finally got to hit top golf uh, up this weekend uh, today. Beautiful weather outside. For yeah, so that was fun. That was great. And then we also saw uh, saw hardcore Henry. So I think the the verdict is still out on. Yeah, movie <laughs> on this movie. Less, yeah. Um, we're also going to get into a little geek news tonight. We'll talk a little bit about the Rogue One trailer that popped off this week. We'll talk about uh, the MTV Movie Awards. For some reason, the the winners have already been released. Yes, it has. Even though the show hasn't come out yet tonight. And Te- technology. We'll even talk about the Walking Dead. Uh, share our feelings about the, uh, the new character that we finally saw, Negan, and uh, who we think he might have killed this uh, going into next season. So that being said, let's kick it off. She crab, East Coast She crab classic. Uh, I think aside from the weather. It was a a good time. Got to see a lot. Got to got to taste a lot of different sheet crab soups from a lot of different restaurants in the local area. What do you think?
1: The the weather was absolutely crazy. It was it was like a, a hurricane out there. I felt like it, it had like t- tornado weather because one moment it's snowing. Then oh yeah. One, yeah, it's snowing one time. And it's really breezy. You know, what I mean, uh, all, there was a lot of representation of she crab soup out there. Linh and Fish House were the only people that didn't show up.
0: Yeah, I think that's partially because of weather, I would imagine. Yeah, the weather yesterday was definitely um, very bipolar. Uh, one minute, the sun would peep out, and it would start to warm up a little bit, and the wind would calm down. And the next minute, the clouds would roll in, the sleet and the snow would, uh, would would hit, and the winds would just rock these tents. I mean, people were out there like cu- like trying to cover up their, their soup and trying to hold down their displays. and
1: there's people out there babies, which I was kind of like, man, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that was a, lot, a little outrageous, too. I don't know about too. all that.
0: Like, one lady had her baby all, like, cuddled up and, like, hovered her up, you know, in her little papoose like, thing. She really
1: wanted this she-crab that bad, you know I mean? this is this, Really? Yeah. Really?
0: But uh, I think it was over, what about, it must have been over 14 restaurants came out, I think. Maybe more than that. I wouldn't yeah. have the list on me.
1: I'd have the list on me, yeah, because yeah. they just kind of, like, our list card that we had, we had to turn it, turn it in for, you know, before they could, like, you know, they could nominate everybody. But Roger Browns was there. Circa 1918 was there. Uh, Captain George's mm-hmm. Trade Winds Abbey Road
0: Alright so here So actually I just pulled the website So All the right. participating restaurants this year were The 11th Street Tap House Yep Blue Seafood and Spirits Different Buckethead's Beach Grill Yep Burton's Grill Yep Captain George's Seafood Restaurant Not bad Circa 1918
1: Yep Citrus Citrus was not there I don't remember seeing Citrus there Tree's either Citrus was not there Yeah False C.B. Uh, Shocker Seaboo weren't there either. either. Freemason Free Abbey, Abbey was there.
0: there. Yep. Irwin's was there.
1: Irwin's, Pharmacy, and Fountain. Apparently, yep. they're located over here on Farrell Parkway, they said? Indian oh, River. Uh, Indian, Indian River? River. Yeah. I've never, never heard, heard of, of this place. Like, what is this?
0: Yeah, I was kind of surprised by it, too. Um, Linhaven Fish House. Wasn't they there. didn't show up. Yeah, they were no-show. Mahima's. Yep. McCormick and Schmidt's. Yep. Murphy's. Yep. Passion. Yep. Roger Brown. Oh, yeah. Scotty Quicks. Yep. Tradewinds. Uh-huh. Tubby's Tavern, uh-huh. and Westminster Canterbury. So a, a, a decent show, actually. There were only a few of the restaurants that weren't here. But uh, for the most part, point, uh, it was a really fun event. And a lot of people showed up despite the weather. I mean, it was completely sold out.
1: Oh, yes. It was definitely sold out. They were like, I I couldn't buy the ticket on Ticketmaster, so I had to buy tickets there. And they had like 60 left.
0: Right. So it's not bad. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, aside from the She Crab Soup, which obviously is the main reason you go, there was a great band playing. Yeah, um, they playing they playing some jazz. I like that. Yeah. Now, one thing I was kind of disappointed. I, I could have swore in the past that they had they had like they'd have local beers out there and stuff like that as well. But I guess that they didn't do that. They don't do that, which to me would have made the event a little more pop a little bit more if you had some just a few draft houses out there, you know, or wine because I guess sherry is very popular with sheet crab soup. Correct. So look, it would have been nice to The see problem is if they stuff. did
1: something like that, they'll have to make a location a bit bigger. The area they were trying to do that in was such a small area. Yeah, like we we are lucky that we were one of the first like 50 to get in. That's true. So when we got in, we were able to hit like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Yeah. It was the last like four tenths. We actually had to wait in a line yeah. to get to, get to wherever we need to true. go. True.
0: And and the security would have to be tighter too because you got to make sure everyone's 21 and up in no yep. order to drink. And that's true. Good. That's a good point. So before we get into the official results, because we have them here okay. on the website, let's talk about what are some of our favorites. Uh, I know right off the bat, and part of me is wondering if this is because it was the first one we, we tasted. But Captain George's for me was the best one. I felt like it had the best consistency, nice big chunks of crab meat, not too cre- not too creamy, not too soupy. I, I liked it.
1: Captain George's was great. There, there's she crab. I mean. I don't like my she crab to be a little too – I don't like it to be too sweet. Yeah. But I like my she crab to have a little bit of, like, thickness to it. Right. But not too thick, you know, and I like that. It had a good amount. Old Bay makes everything great. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it had a good mix in there. I think we both voted the same, and we went – We did. Captain we went George's – Canterbury, yeah.
0: which theirs was really, really good. Yeah. Again, great consistency. had a nice little sweetness to it as well i loved it yeah it was great they were boasting too that they had they had the best she crab soup uh last year they had a plaque up i know yeah they that. had, they had was, one plaque but like yeah. i
1: think uh was it the captain george they had no what what place had plaques like they won one they won a bunch they won a bunch I uh i forgot what place was it was a, i
0: think it was, might have been passion actually was it passion it might have been because somebody had or their or plaques out and they're like gas. yo
1: we're so good take a look what we got you know, um,
0: well, every, just about everybody had at least one plaque. I think
1: almost everybody, like oh, Roger Brown, a, rog, yeah, Roger yeah. Brown's. Their booth was very basic. It was like yeah. two girls that worked there. Mm-hmm. Hell, if you look at it, you didn't even think they were open. Well, their sign blew away. <laughs> so they, I, it's funny
0: because I walked the, the poor girls just standing there, and I was like, "Are you open?" She's like, "Oh yeah, our sign just blew away."
1: And I was like, "Well, you might want to let people know that so they can try here." You know what you I mean? A, they can just kind of <laughs> set off the yeah. side. But I mean, no Freemason app Ab- or no? The Freemason app Ab- no, the, the one with the plaques. Yeah, I'm trying um, to there were some, just about everybody had a plaque. And something. But I mean, I can't remember, Roger though. Brown, I, I was impressed by Roger Brown's, yeah. um, she crab. I was impressed by circa nineteen eighteen because they had good amount of crab, right. crab in them, you know. And plus, I never heard of it because apparently, circa nineteen eighteen is a restaurant in Newport News.
0: Yeah, well, what I like about circa nineteen eighteen is theirs had a little jalapeno in it, so kind of that it was a little bit different. Am I confusing them with some knowns?
1: Uh I'm not sure. So I wish if I could. I
0: wish I had my notes down with me. But right. Unfortunately, they, they took it away from, from us. So it was like. But I'm pretty sure circa 1918 was the one that had the jalapeno added to it. And then there, the other was another another uh, restaurant where theirs was more of a tomato bisque.
1: Blue. Was it? Blue's SGB, the one. SGB, it right? It was SGB. Up top, go back up top there. Yeah, there you go.
0: Oh, blue, seafood and Spiritual. You're right. Yep. Yeah, they had theirs was like a tomato bisque, which in my opinion kind of disqualifies <laughs> a little bit because it's not really it was like it was a like tomato basil they, yeah
1: we ch- we appreciate the fact the soup was hot
0: it's, it's not a traditional version of she crab soup it was delicious yes it was but to in my opinion it disqualifies itself because in my it's not true she, she crab soup no was. it wasn't
1: it was this it was like a tomato a tomato bisque with crab yeah exactly and Asiago cheese
0: which again added some great flavor but this disqualifies I, I get it. Um, I, think I, I, I do want to find this place, though, and check it out. Because, I mean, if their She Crab soups any indication how indication of their food, I'd like to check out the rest of their menu. There
1: was a couple places that disappointed me. Because I was like, you have yeah. it, and it's like, what? Like, I wasn't, like, Irwin's Pharmacy and found their She Crab was bad. Yeah. Uh Burton's,
0: in my opinion, fell flat. I fell flat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mahima's is okay. Murphy's, theirs fell flat. Once
1: again, Trey Wins disappoints me.
0: Yeah, I was surprised because Trey again. Wins, again, is boasted as one of the best the best restaurants in Virginia Beach. And, again, I was not overly impressed with the food. And we, is this is the same thing that happened at the last event yeah. at the mocha. Yep. They had that tilapia salad, it was, and it was, just, it was just bland. It was bland. There was nothing, was nothing yeah. great
1: about it. So I mean, they were—they're not bringing it. It's—it's—it's it's, it's sad. Yeah. But I mean, it's whatever. So, so let's see so, well, what so the results are.
0: We were apparently our taste buds do not coincide with the rest of the the Virginia Beach locals. Uh, Free the Critics' Choice first place went to Freemason Abbey, which theirs was good. Yes. I did like theirs. Uh, Blue Seafood and Spirits, which we just said just should be disqualified. It should be. <laughs> but come on. And then Murphy's Irish Pub, which Murphy's I was wasn't
1: not, that good. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with it. It had like a weird like aftertaste, like it was like it was sweet, something like that. Yeah. It honorable mentions like Burton's, Irwin's, Irwin's, Irwin's got, Irwin? got the honorable oh, mention. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. And it West, <laughs> West Bur- kind of Cadbury, which that was good. Yeah. You know what I mean, I don't understand, like
0: what? So here's here's the people's choice. The people's choice first place again, Freemason Abbey. Yeah. Yep. Passion, which Passion I think okay. I think Passion,
1: they had their the booth that had like. Um, Old Bay and Sherry. That's yes, right. In front, so you get add as much as you want added to it. So you could doctor, it. they get doctored it up. It wasn't just like, hey, this is what it tastes like. Have a ball. It was like, oh, you don't like it? Add a little more Old Bay, in it because I had a little more Old Bay in mine, and it was pretty good. Yep. But I mean, I I just disqualified it because they made because the, I had the option to do that. Maybe sure. So
0: and then uh Tubby's Tavern came in third place, which I've been meaning to get this place because apparently it's a really good
1: pub. It's pre- yeah. Tubby's over there on Great Neck.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, honorable mentions, when's Mr. Canterbury again? Was honorable mentions. We mention. liked it. Yeah, Captain George's, we liked yeah, it as well. And, Blue and again,
1: really. Because they yeah. brought something really different to the situation. Is that how it works? Exactly.
0: But, I mean, it was overall, though, it was still a fun event. I'll definitely so go am I allowed year. to make
1: like a she-crab soup and add like, vegetables to it? You get, so now you I'm, a you vegetable, want. I'm a vegetable sea crab soup? Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, it's so different.
0: It's so unique. And what's fun, interesting, they actually had a banner up that kind of gives you the official guidelines of what technically merits Proclaims, crams. yeah, the proclaims, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, overall, the event was fun. I think mean, the weather was what killed it kind of. Because yeah. you, you were rushing through it. I, I mean... Because it was so cold and windy, we were like we were like sip and hit, sitting pit and hit. Because it was like we'd hit our soup and we were moving on to the next move. We got in and out. Yeah, there was no quick. lingering around. No hanging no. out. But by the time we left, the sun started to come out and it started to get a little bit better. But still, I mean, there was no lingering. There was no hanging around. It was get your soup and move on.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's, it's all right. It was yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, the weather was... Uh, Really, kind of, in my opinion, ruined the event. But still, a lot of good sushi, crab soup. I'm glad they. I'm glad they do this, and we'll. I look forward to doing it again next year. So, all right, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, talk a little bit about Gabriel Glacius. He came into town. Fluffy, Fluffy's big time. You know, uh, I love my, my wife and I. We love, we love the guy. We saw him recently in Vegas. Uh, the show is at the Ted Concert Center. Which have you ever been to the Ted Con Center? No, I have not. It is the cleanest convention center i've ever experienced like especially for a college basketball stadium it is in the best shape i've ever seen
1: well that's probably the reason why then because the ted they play a lot of basketball tournaments there yeah so if they want tournaments to come there they have to provide a good product unlike the scope yeah and unlike the chrysler hall that don't do that so it's kind of like well that's how you bring the ncaa tournament to I mean, it, Here. It, it
0: has a feel as if it's brand new. Like you walk in there and everything is in pristine condition, which surprised me. I was very, I was pleasantly surprised by the condition of the of, of the of the TED Conson Center. That's
1: good. Yeah, but anyway, we need that.
0: Yeah, getting back to uh, Fluffy Gabriel Glacius. he was on his um, Fluffy Breaks Even tour, uh, which I guess is a part of. He has a special on Fuse. Do you know what Fuse is? You ever heard of Fuse? Yes.
1: What is Fuse? It's more of like a. Um teenage it's like a teen channel type Is it thing on cox cable it's it might be i it's i have it on verizon i have okay. verizon right. so i have it available it's one of these channels I want to watch really yeah but they have like it's it's i don't know how to really explain it the the channel itself but it's it's okay they play i saw a lot of skateboard stuff on there and uh uh-huh. and whatnot i mean i don't know
0: well uh fluffy definitely brought it because the stadium was packed Uh, It was uh, All the floor seats Were completely full Uh, Almost I'd say about Three quarters of the stadium Was completely full I mean He packed out the house Uh, I will say I mean again He's doing uh, His tour Is part of the same tour My wife and I saw So a lot of the material Was the same From Las Vegas About 60% of the material Was the same But he still rocked You know 40% Original material And some of it Was just straight up Ad-libbing And uh, and, uh, And Improvise right there on the spot. In fact, one of the things I like about the guy is even though the show is, like the show, he's only supposed to do a 45-minute set, he just goes. Like the the show ended officially at the 45-minute mark and he said, you know what, I'm going to keep going and he went for another 30 to 40 minutes telling all original stuff. Um, you can tell everybody there was a huge fan because when he got to start, because uh, he, he does this thing where he'll start telling older jokes, you know, kind of like, it's almost like going to a rock concert, and the guy starts playing like their old hits. Yeah. He starts showing his old hits, and people actually like get in there, and they start reciting the punchlines. lines Ooh. It's crazy. He's like, guys, you got to stop. Because this is... He's like, well, when then, did my music, my comic, my shows become a concert?
1: Well, then that maybe he shouldn't play the same act, necessarily. Well, no, well, no, no. no. Like, what?
0: He's on the same... I mean, he's touring, so... I, mean, I understand. This is the first time Norfolk has
1: seen this, right. this this show. So how are people reciting it?
0: No, no, no. He's talking about... So at the, at the very end, right. it's like... So he doesn't... All his new stuff, right? Right. And then he's just like, okay, I'm gonna hang out with everybody for 30 minutes and tell us some new stuff. And then for like the last five minutes, because he knows people like these particular jokes, he re- he goes back and tells jokes from like his original special, like his first two specials. And there are jokes that everybody knows that they'll recite, like the punchlines, like uh, back to him, well, much in the same way, like if you went to a concert, like and you knew the song, you would sing along. He and, and like eventually, at some point, the like, the crowd is singing the song no, and the thing but it's not comparable at all it's not comparable it's, it's not comparable like
1: because you go to a concert and hear the song that they like technically if you go to a concert if like if you went to like you mean you went to last concert me and you went to was journey a couple years ago yeah if journey showed up playing all their new hits and you play any of their old hits you'd be a little pissed
0: well, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 so yeah, you yeah. want
1: you go there for the songs you know, and you want to hear it live and everything else, whatever. But I think for me, with standup comedians, man, I want to hear like original stuff. Like then I don't want to hear it like regurgitated over again. because well, no, then I'm like I'm not gonna feel so good, even if it's like an old school joke of this that whatever. And I think I mean that's fine. I mean he's doing a local thing whatever, but I mean I don't know if I would particularly like that. You know what I mean? I saw Chris Tucker. We saw Chris Tucker. Well,
0: we fall asleep at Chris Tucker. Chris yeah, we Tucker fall asleep was, at Chris awful. Tucker, and now
1: he's come back in town in Hampton. Like yeah. he's coming to Hampton but, I mean, a week ago. His
0: all his and material, like all his shit. new material. the Only reason I knew it because I saw him back in, in September in Vegas. Right. If I was, if I had not seen him in Vegas, the, 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 the first forty, the first hour and a half, because plus his headliners, the only new headliner that he had different from Vegas was G. Riley. Um so G Riley was there as one, as a head, uh, as one of his not a headliner but opening act opening act But uh if I had not gone to Vegas I would none of, none of his the first hour and a half of the show would be completely original to me minus the last 5 minutes where he decided he was like hey you guys want to hear some old jokes and the crowd went nuts they're like when he, he was like I bought when he started telling the joke about when he bought a beetle people were like going nuts man when he started telling the joke about um Buying the do- the donuts and getting pulled over by the cop, the the, the 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 crowd went nuts. I at this point was like, well, I'm meeting up with you, so and I, I left at this point because I've heard all these jokes and I just saw him like in September, but the show was still good. I mean, he doesn't disappoint. That's you know, he came, he brought some great new material um, that you know, local Norfolk folk had not heard. So it was I laughed my ass off. I mean, he's still funny, he's still hilarious. i i listen to his shows repeatedly in my car all the time because I, I like I like the guy.
1: Amen. Can't knock that.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it was a it was a fun way to spend a Saturday night. The t- the seats went. My seat, I got my the seat I had was sixty bucks. Um, I was kind of like in the balcony off the side. Uh, the floor seats were crazy. We're talking like eighty to hundred bucks to the fo- for floor seats. So I mean, uh, uh, I was surprised. You know, for what this, the cost of tickets were, a lot of people came out. Still came out. Like how much was it again? Uh, for. The floor seats, the gold section, you're talking like 80 to 100 bucks. Okay. Where I sat was uh ranged from like 50 to 60 bucks and then like at the further back you got, they would go down about 30 bucks. So it's depending on what how much you're willing to spend really.
1: That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad. You're seeing he's he is big time.
0: He is big time and like I won't
1: I won't underestimate yeah. him and how great he is. He's been on television a long time and He's, he's funny. I've seen I've seen some comedy specials. I mean, he's the guy I'm going to be like, oh, my God, he's on. I'm watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I sometimes, I look back when it comes to, like, Latin artists, like, watch old school John Leguizamo stand-ups. Yeah. John Leguizamo was so good at stand-up. I don't know why he doesn't well, do it anymore. John
0: Leguizamo was kind of different because what he, he did not, wasn't necessarily stand-up. He would do one-man shows. Like, They're a, great. One man, a one-man show is different because he would play different characters and, like, narrate his life. Is, and it's just, that's just different than stand-up and he is great I don't deny that at all but it's just a different type of comedy but he does He still. I think he still does a lot of one, one man shows every now and then but he is getting old we saw him in John yeah. Wick and in John Wick you could
1: tell the age is catching up hey, to him he still looks fine he still looks fine it's just you know he's, he's that guy so let's take let's break from Gabriel
0: Iglesias real quick and talk a little bit about your meetup, dude. So you, uh, you want? I mean, Ana, Do you want to talk about the meetup at all? I mean, this is a group that you're a part of on Facebook. It's up to you.
1: I mean, um, I, we went to like um my group that I'm a part of on Facebook. We had like a little, little get together. You know, shout out to them. It was really fun shindig. We went to the Cine Bistro, which the Cine Bistro in Newport News, Hampton. Sorry, it's um, it's all right. It's a nice, little setup. up. I like. Um, we had a good time with like the DJ there. The the DJ there was really good playing some good music which made me draw a question about now and day music mm. and where we where is now and day music and like it's how effective is now and day music going to be later in life like when the dj came on there at cine bistro he started by playing some um Tri call quest yeah because you know fife died and there's people are still mourning him and then after that, he started playing some Biggie Smalls, and then he played. He, 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 after that, he started playing uh, some other random rap songs of 90s, Jay-Z, and Jermaine Dupri, and is that whatever. Sure, and sure. I mean, these songs are damn near 20 years old now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're like, holy crap, but everybody's in there dancing. everybody got their head bobbing and just whatever. 20 years from now, will I be bombing my head to the music that's being played right now on radio?
0: Well, I think every generation asks that question, though, because... I would argue our parents probably were like, when hearing our music, we're like, this music sucks. I'll never consider this a classic, but, but we do. But this is a
1: problem, though, because I could, I could listen to 70s music and be like, that's cool. I, listen yeah. eight, I could listen to 80s music. That's cool. True, true. I listen to 90s music. That's cool. And now we're entering this 2000 era. Like, all the artists are on Future, and, you know, Drake. and Yeah, yeah. Am I going to listen to that music? Or am I going to be like, yeah, throwback. Woo, get this yeah. song. Well, made, could be like that. I, well, I know we
0: had we were talking about this earlier, and this is kind of the way I, my way I see it. I think music music endures when the artists have something to say, or it's historically significant for the times. And I think what made nineties hip hop so so memorable or so important was that it highlighted the social injustices that were going on in the, in the places these people were living in. Like, you know, for example, you know, NWA really brought, shined a light on police brutality in, uh, in the, in, 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 uh, in California. Uh, and the same could be said for gangster rap throughout the early nineties. Um, and then when you had the advent of like Biggie Smalls and those folks, East coast side, they kind of drew, shined the light on some of the things they were dealing with in, you know, in, uh, in New New York, and the, um, in the and so forth, so I think that's part of it. Um, it seems like right now, I don't know. I, in my opinion, I, I have yet to see a, a recent hip hop artist that has anything significant to say other than that he's chasing after women, drugs, and 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 money. Uh, I know we talk about we talked about earlier about Marshall Mathers, Eminem. Like you know, he was able to be a breakout performer late '90s, early 2000s, but and he wasn't a part of that gangster thing. But at the same time, he was still rapping about his struggles growing up and you know as a as a, a poor white kid in the the trailer parks of Detroit. So I think when when a rapper has something significant to talk about, that makes his music enduring. But when you're all you're talk when you're, all you're singing about is pop cult like pop culture and and you know poppy music it's it's not gonna last it's not gonna have a future
1: see i have a different stance on that And my stance on that is that back in the 90s when you were a rapper and you had to make it big you had to like perform a lot you had to be a lyricist you had to know what you're doing people challenged you to see hey can you rap can you rap you know what i mean can you do it you know what i mean and people had to rap on the dime and make it happen and those that can that Actually, could some not not all people are battle artists? Not all come off the dome piece and start freestyling. It's true, but if they formed, they would actually if, if they wrote it down on paper, it was good. It made sense. It told a story, and it have to be necessarily about where they lived at, but it told something, and you could see the story. These nowadays rappers they don't do that. It's a kind of a victim of technology itself. They can go on you. They go on Facebook, upload a ten minute rap, bada bing, bada boom. Like listen to some of the pop some of the top songs us playing on one or three jams right now. You know, what I mean, they have the hooks make no sense, you know what I mean, or they're just talking about whatever, and we're suckered into it, just just sucking it sucking on the cock of this like terrible music for no reason. Back in the day when bad music didn't happen, we turned it off. We didn't listen to it, and we listened to good music, and we challenged other artists to be better. And I think the fact of True lyricists, the guys are really good. Like J Cole, Tech Nine. Uh, uh, that's just the top of my head. Just think about people that are really good. You know, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar don't get a lot of radio airplay. Kendrick Lamar doesn't get a lot of radio airplay. Why? You know what I mean? Uh, I hear the same old. I hear the same old J Cole song on the radio. Why well, can't hear more J Cole songs on the radio? You know what I mean? But the problem is these DJs are pinning this terrible music out because they're either they're repping the squad or. Hey, this my boy. They're playing the music. They're playing that trash, you know. what I mean, which makes me listen to like the Missy Elliott station, which I do not like listening to. I listen to. But I listen anyway because they play music that told a story that meant something. The right. music meant something. No,
0: I agree. And that that kind of gets. That, that's kind of the point I was trying to make. Is that when your lyrics mean something, your your song is going to be enduring. But part of me also wonder, you Gotta keep in mind too that the radio radios r- radio is a business, and right, a, lot, business? a lot of these businesses they have to cater to who's listening who's primarily listening to the radio and it's mostly young teenagers young people and you know in uh you know ages you know 13 to you know probably 25 so you got to cater to what they think
1: is good i understand and what we that. think
0: is good is completely different because we have a 10 year difference
1: I in a lot of, a lot of those i fully groups. understand that yeah. but at the same time they have a, do have a control in the idea that hey look i'm playing this song but hey look yo you need to listen to this guys yo you need to listen to this this is what true hip-hop is, guys. I, Listen to this. Educate them. Right. You know what I mean? I had to be educated when I was a kid about, hey, who were who are the old school rappers, Curtis Blow and Rock Kim and all of them. Right, but, I had to pay homage to them, to understand who they are, I, to understand where hip hop's going in right now. And now right. I'm looking at where hip hop is going now, and I'm I'm feeling like what? Because, I mean, beyond the whole skinny jeans, these rappers dyeing their hair blonde. And you know what I mean? The women that they're the women that they're pitting in their videos have more body than they do because they're small, skinny little black guys, whatever. And their women are full-bodied women. I mean, that's way beyond that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm. It's fine, but the idea is that some of these guys want to be R&B singers or singing in the middle of their songs. Shut up. You know what I mean? Some of these guys are talking about lyrics that make no sense. They just put two and two words that rhyme and put it out there. You know what I mean? It's crap. Is yeah, pure crap. I, I don't disagree that I, I like I don't listen to I don't listen to modern music anymore.
0: I listen to podcasts and I listen to the news because I hate what's on the radio. But this, at the same time, I, do, I mean, I understand the fact I, I get what you're saying about, you know, you need to educate people on what's on what's good and what's not. But and I, I would say that if you're a small independent radio station, you can have you have the luxury of doing that. But if you're an industry late radio station, I remember I, were, I went and did a, a radio show and I was in college uh, up in um, up in near Lexington. And we were specifically told we had to play these 10 songs every hour. There were, there were 10, every hour. there were 10 songs you had to play every hour because they were the hottest songs on the radio. And, the, and the, the, the company that owned the radio station, it's like, hey, these are the songs we're backing. We make money every time we play these songs. So every, you, need to, you need to play these 10 songs every hour. So if you you can't really educate anybody on what's good and what's bad if some if if, if the corporation that you're you fi- are that, that, being financially you, handcuffed yeah it's telling you you need to play these songs which is often the case like people like you know Justin Bieber you know uh, Miley Cyrus all these these big pop names like their music is okay like in my my opinion but the young people love them so it's like you need to play these these people every hour
1: hands down. So I mean, that's I agree
0: else. with you. MTV used to be great about education. MTV
1: doesn't play videos anymore. Exactly,
0: that's the pro- I think that's part of the problem. MTV, in my opinion, when we were growing up used to really educate us on what's good and what's bad. Remember I mean, they used to do like the they used to have like the weekly buzz or whatever it was. And it was like these were to, like five, top five new artists that came out and their stuff was usually pretty indie.
1: They had really good stuff. Yeah, I mean and that then, and B T. Back to B T used to play music yeah. back then, video soul well, at nine o'clock. You're talking oh eight thirty and it played to like ten. You know, and you had M T V they had What was
0: that hip hop show on MTV M T O M T V raps? MTV raps and they would bring you the good, like, the good the stuff. Yeah. So I mean but now... Fat by Yeah, Freddy. but the problem Crush. is MTV, BET, CMT, none of these, these stations play music videos anymore. CMT plays
1: movies now. Yeah.
0: They're all playing movies or TV shows or reality TV shows. Uh, no one plays music videos anymore. I mean,
1: I guess they get more ratings from those,
0: I guess. Well, yeah. Well, now you know, it's, it's, it's funny. If you, apparently, if you ask an MTV executive what MTV is about now, it's about a, we, we promote a lifestyle or a way of life.
1: A way of life?
0: Yeah, so that's why for them... Well, that's why they promote their, it. their TV shows fill this way of life mentality versus like before if you would asked an MTV executive in the
1: 80s what you're about we're about music videos and playing what's hot it's a completely different mindset now man a lifestyle didn't weren't they the same TV channel that had like teenage mom yeah they still have they're not even teenagers anymore Teen Mom 2 is still on these girls are in their
0: 20s they're not teens anymore and they're still following them
1: what? Yeah. So that's a lifestyle they're promoting, well, I mean, like teenage cat, moms. Like
0: catfish. Like that's another show that's on all the time. Catfish. Promoting lifestyle of catfishing. Yeah. I mean, that, that,
1: you know what I mean, like, do, do they hit themselves? This, this is what they're, this is what they're playing on television. Yeah. And this is why I don't watch MTV TV anymore.
0: I, I well, and part of me, that's that's the reason the shows are crap. Another part of me wonders too if I've just outgrown it, which is sad because I like to think that I'm not that old. But it's it's a tragedy in my opinion the way how. MTV when it came out in the '80s was awesome. Everyone was watching MTV because they were putting on good music videos. People they're talking about music news. They were like they were really about music and about like not just industry but just getting all kinds of play out there. Indie music, self starters, the whole nine yards. And now they're completely industry driven. It's awful, uh, and, and most radio shows are, are the same way. But I don't
1: know. Yeah. It's it's a it's kind of a dead issue, man. Like I said, if you don't like the music, guys, turn it off. Challenge the artists to play make better music. Yeah. I don't think we're doing that yet, and it's going to be we're in a dark music's in a dark time right now, yeah. and I'm not sure if we'll ever get out of it.
0: I mean, I will say this. I mean, where did we go? Where you go Where would I meet you guys at? That place called. We um, went
1: to Charmed um, Charms, the nightclub, yeah. in uh, Hampton. Hampton, you know, what I mean? Yeah. Not, nice little setup in there, you know, <laughs> and so, uh, the DJ was playing decent music, yeah. but he fell into some of the music that I don't like. But, I mean, you could tell people enjoy it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's what it is.
0: As a person, like, which I got I to tell a funny story. I was telling you what it was about. So, as I show up, I get a text from Mr. Locke saying, this place is sketchy, but it's chill right now. <laughs> it's pretty chill. <laughs> yeah. So, not knowing, like, I'm here I am, I'm in an Argyle sweater. I'm in, like, you know, fitted jeans, you know, and, like, <laughs> as I pull in the parking lot, everyone's looking at me like, this man is out of place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I call the place sketchy because when I got a drink, I asked the waitress, hey, can I start a tab? Typical place to go to a bar. You're like, let me start a tab because so I can keep drinking and not worry about paying for stuff. The waitress said, no, you cannot. And I was like, what? I can't start a tab. So it's like, wait a minute. Um, all right. Well, I, for, I, for, for me, the place was sketchy
0: when I walked in the door and they had to pat me down. That's, that's for every, me, that's, every, that's a, a
1: telltale a, sign.
0: like – this could be a place could get a little out of control. That's pretty much every <laughs> that's
1: almost every nightclub that could get rowdy. Yeah. Nowadays. That's like a good fifty percent of any nightclub yeah. Virginia like, uh, so Virginia area.
0: The uh, but I still had a good time while I was there. Everyone was very friendly, very sociable. I, I had no problem with anyone there. Yeah, everybody but, like every part of the group,
1: you know, what yeah. I mean, good, shout out to the good times crew. You know what I mean? Very very, very chill, nice yeah. meeting everybody and you know, and everybody's you know, I'm definitely gonna look forward to like we're planning on doing a we're planning a cookout. Nice in June, apparently. Yeah, that's awesome. So I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see how that turns out, and we we'll let but them I, I, they figure it yeah, out.
0: Yeah, but I had a, I had a good time with everybody there, and the music, you know, I, a lot of it I never heard of because for me, again, I don't listen I don't listen to new hip hop. So, but it still it makes you bob your head. You know, you kind of want to dance to it. The beats are good. The lyrics, I don't think make any sense. I think they're just making in a lot of cases. It sounds like they're just making up words <laughs> at this point. Uh, but I mean, I, I see where you're coming
1: from. Yeah. So I mean, it just. I don't know. It's I guess it's a, kind of a dead issue. I
0: mean, there was that one girl who was on the dance floor just shaking her booty all all kinds of places. I
1: think she worked there. Think so? Think she yeah. was a plant? Yeah, she definitely was a plant. Maybe, what the hell? No one goes to, go to the club dressed like that. Yeah, and she was the only one dancing by herself. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Shit.
0: All right, let's move on. So let's move on to today. So we spent the the, the first part of our day at Top Golf which we've been meaning to get to for a while now because yes. you can't help but see it. It's on the side of the road. It's, it's huge. It's always packed. Every yeah. time you drive by there, the parking lot is full. People are up there shooting balls. So if you're not familiar with Top Golf, Top Golf concept is it's basically a driving range, but it takes it to a new level. It's like
1: high class. Yeah.
0: If you had to take a really good bowling alley and combine it with a driving range, that's kind of like top Golf because there's – while you're in there waiting to get to your you have to when you get there you have to reserve you have to reserve your bay. Which takes it's about a forty five minute wait or so. It was a forty five minute wait for us. Anyway. Yeah. But there's so much to do in the meantime. They have a great bar, fully stocked bar. Fully stocked. They got menu a good menu. Uh the downstairs they got pool
1: tables and Xbox One. Yeah, Xbox One where kids were playing yeah. it's like a game room. They have pool tables, like the pool's free. Yeah it looked like and then like they were playing Xbox One or playing like week bowling and and like I mean, not we Bowling, but like some kind of sports game. Yeah. You know what I mean? The kids were playing it. You know, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot to do while you wait for your bay. shuffleboard. Yeah. Now when you get when you get to your bay, uh, or uh, where you're gonna where you're gonna basically shoot the ball, shoot balls or hit balls, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they have games. So the basic game is you hit the ball into certain like holes, if you will. Like they're like they have, little pits out yeah, there. Yeah, pits out there, like yellow, red, blue, and they're further and further away. And you get points every time you hit a ball into one of these areas. Uh, and they have different types of games, like if you want to work in your short game or your long game or whatever. But it was a great time. Like, I mean, we went at a, the perfect time frame because we went from 9 a.m. to noon, which at that time was like $25 an hour. Yep. So per- Which it was yeah, packed. It was busy. It was packed. Like, we got there like 30 minutes after opening. And it was I was shocked because it's Sunday. I most people be in church or wherever. Nope, not these people. Yeah, these people were out ready to go. And they had, but they had a great little brunch menu. They had, you know, they had mimosas. They, they have a little Bloody, Bloody Mary bar.
1: Yeah. You know, a lot of little Bloody Mary bars. Some people doing the Bloody Marys too. Yeah. But uh, we went down there, and we like when you're down there at the little bay, you have a waitress comes up, and waitress mm-hmm. attends to you. You know, you have a person that tells you how to control the thing and and whatnot, what to do there, and you pay much. It's, for us, it was $25 an hour, so we stayed for two hours, Yep, you know, hit the ball, and it was, it was fun. It was, yeah. it, I mean, first time i ever golfed, ever, yeah, it's doing anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, I haven't golfed in a while, and I really enjoyed, you know, kind of working on my game a little bit, and uh, it, it was a great time. Like, the weather was beautiful, too, on top of it, and they have, and, you know, it's funny, because over the winter, I kept asking myself, I can't believe this place is so packed in the winter, but they have a pretty legit heater yeah. over each bay. Over which, each bay, so yeah. you
1: stay warm, like, it's... The heater is definitely I mean, cranking out Because it was in the fifties this
0: morning, I had to take my my I had to take my my pullover off. Yeah, because it was it was, hot. it was getting hot.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's I mean, it's a beautiful setup, place, nice and clean. Everybody there looks like they enjoy working there. Yeah, you know, it's it's so top golf is definitely a nice thing to go there. When you go there, you have to go to the beginners restaurant line. You have to register your yourself. Yeah, you know, I mean, so they have a card for you. So they understand. Hey, you come here and you gotta do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and after that, it's just. Yeah, you you wait, you see if you get a bay, and you start golfing.
0: Yeah, one of the thing's I, I gotta say, man, the, the the customer service, in my opinion, was really fantastic. The bartenders were excited to work to serve you. I mean, they <clears throat> were pretty attentive. The waitresses, we, yeah, I mean, she, I think she kind of disappeared for a little bit, but after that, she was kind of like pretty much on point. Yeah. Uh, the we had one of the girls. She was like a membership uh, in charge of memberships or something. Yeah, she came by and kind probably of. Killed. came by because
1: we we're probably new. We're new, yeah, so we i probably so seen how we're doing. But
0: still, she came by and sat and talked to us for a bit. And uh, I asked her, I was like, "Hey, how you? you been, how long have you been working here?" She said, "From the very beginning." I said, "Well, how do you like it?" And she said, "I love it here. It's a it's a great place to work. Everyone and I think what's cool too is, uh, it's on the kind of it's the kind of place where you can come with your family during the day." Or if you want to go out just you and your buddies, you, it's, they're open till two a.m. Two a.m. Yeah.
1: So it's definitely, a, it's, it's a day spot too. It is. It really is. You can show up and get some know. drinks. You can drink while yeah. you're hitting the ball. You know, you can bring a date out there. You're open till two, so I mean, you can show up at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, the kids will be gone. Yep. it'll be much more of an adult. I yeah. mean, I'd be interested to see that. Like, yeah, it was a little, bit, it was a little bit of a circus when we were leaving. Yeah, the there was a lot of running kids around. running around. You know, I man, I felt like I was like it's almost like a rec center. It felt like, yeah. you know, what I mean, but it'd be interesting to go back there all like a night
0: i know we we're we we're talking and i mentioned if this were 10 years ago you know we were in our early 20s we would probably be there like every yeah. friday or saturday night because oh, yeah. i guarantee you that's the hot spot that's the hot spot
1: yeah just For hang young out there professionals and, yeah oh yes so i mean definitely i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna go back a little couple more and it's it's not expensive either that's the thing no about I, mean, it.
0: I mean so obviously the price goes up over the course of the day because they're gonna get the demand goes up right, right. so they, cor- they correspond with the, the increased demand price goes up so from nine to noon, it's twenty-five dollars an hour. From noon to five, it's thirty-five dollars an hour. And then after five to two a.m., it's forty-five dollars an hour. So, but I mean, if you show up with like five people and you split that cost, it's, it's practically nothing, nothing. right? Because we because we split the cost of two hours, total price was forty-five bucks, so it only cost us twenty-two fifty apiece, right? That's not bad, you know.
1: I ain't nothing, yeah, right. So.
0: I mean as long as you know so you bring like a bunch of people cuz they give you like a card that you load up with money and that's how you pay and then so if you got 5 people they have all got their card they've got it all loaded up you split the cost that's a good time. So <clears throat> so let's from there we went over to go see Hardcore Henry. So <laughs> if you, I'm sure you've all seen the previews on Hardcore Henry by now uh, it's a, a movie shot completely in first person. Uh, it's about a guy who essentially becomes a cyborg or uh, is built into a cyborg, and then his wife is kidnapped, and he goes on a rampage to, to save his, his kidnapped wife. And from there, the story has a little few twists and turns. Well, what little story there is, there are some twists and turns, but for the most part, it's nonstop first-person action. Um uh, I'll leave it at that. I'll let you kick off how you <laughs> felt about the movie, and then I'll I'll get into it.
1: How I felt about it, um, hardcore Henry. For all the people that did that, Batman Superman was a kind of a jumbled up clusterfuck of a movie. You apparently not seen Hardcore Henry. <laughs> hardcore Henry leaves. There's so many weird plot holes in this movie that makes no sense, and you're like, you're. I'm thinking in my head as I'm watching it. I'm trying to enjoy the experience, but. What the hell's happening sometimes? Like, sometimes the is happening too fast, so it's like, the screen gets black, and all of a sudden it gets, like, boom, because he was rolling on the ground. The movie was done by, t- was shot with two GoPros. Yeah. So, so essentially, it's, it it's, it's weird, because you don't, you never, they never explain who Henry is. Right. They don't explain, like, was he a mercenary? was he a soldier? What was these tattoos on his hands about? I don't know what's going on with that. You know, be like how did he how does body get mangled up? We don't know. It's like okay, he gets put back together and it's kind of like, "Oh, hey, you're a really good fighter. Fight, fight. How does he know? Is he an agent that got blown away? I don't know. You know, what I mean, they apparently had to repair his whole entire body back together. I mean, beyond that, I mean, you have the one guy from the show Powers on uh, PlayStation. the PlayStation show called Powers. But he's also on, like, you've seen him on Elysium. You've seen him on, uh, what was it, uh, District 9. Um, I forgot his name, but he's uh, born in South Africa, you know. Uh, but he his character in that movie is Jimmy, and it kind of throws you off.
0: Uh, you're talking about
1: um, Charlto
0: Copley. Yes. That's his name, Charlto Copley.
1: Yes. You know, and you'll see him happening in the movie and you're kind of like he shows up randomly quite a bit of times and you're kind of like, what? It's messing you up. Because you'll see him. He'll he show You see him once, he dies. You see him again, he dies. You see him again, again, he dies. You're like, this guy keeps showing up but he's dying every single time you see him because it messes you up. But they explain it later and it makes sense. So I was like, alright, the movie's coming together. But, like I've always said about these type of movies that hurt these movies the worst is the fact that the villain. The villainous movie is a piece of shit. It's a piece <laughs> of shit villain. This this villain, his powers, he had powers to levitate. He he wields the force. He wields, he, he the, wields force. the
0: force. And when he
1: does it, he's like his nose bleeds, whatever. I mean his nose will bleed, his mouth is bleeding for doing this. And you're like, What? And they never they never explain how this happened. How the hell does yeah. he have the power to do and this?
0: I, I actually so so this is this movie is very busy. If you're, if you're someone that does not enjoy found footage films, don't watch this film because it's a lot of shaky camera angles because it's for, it's shot from a first-person perspective and there's a lot of running, there's a lot of fighting. So there's a lot of shaky camera angles and uh, because of that, you can find yourself getting very – it can become very dizzy and very exhausting to watch. I started dozing off a few times because I was just so exhausted watching the film and trying to keep up with all the action. Um, but the film never addresses a lot of the the plot holes that are there that are there i mean it kind of tries to wrap up some of the story toward the end but like the use of the villain we're not really sure what the villain is doing how he's so powerful i mean we know what his motives are he wants to build an army that became very obvious yeah thank you he wants to build a cyborg army got it but as far as what makes him so special yeah is uh is a complete mystery um Again, I, I was not a fan. For me, when I want to when I want to watch an action film, I want to be able to see everything. Uh, and seeing it from action from the first person perspective, in my opinion, makes it very difficult to enjoy an action scene. Uh, at the end, there's this big climactic action scene with hundreds of cyborgs, very similar to like Kill Bill when she's in the middle of uh, of the. I forget the name. Little of dojo, the lo- yeah. dojo, it's not the dojo. dojo, but it's like the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And they're all coming out of the woodwork. The, the what makes that what makes Kilbo so enjoyable is even though there's like hundreds of them and it's just her, is you can see the whole fight, you can see everything that's going on in the peripheral, you can take the whole thing in and you can digest it and you can enjoy it. The problem with this film is you only see it from one perspective. So you've got hundreds of people grabbing at him. You really can't see what's going on. So you can't really, you don't really get a full appreciation of the magnitude of the fight scene
1: because sometimes it went it went too fast
0: yeah it goes very fast uh now that's not that, there are some times where things kind of slow down enough for you to really witness some very interesting kills it's a lot of gore porn if you are someone who likes seeing people getting paled and broken and snapped and what have you this is a great this is the move for you there's a lot of gore porn in it and gore porn in it uh but it's hard to really enjoy a fight scene because you can't
1: see everything that's going on I mean, God bless Copley. I mean, Copley in that film, he really tried to give that, give the the movie some depth, you know what I yep. mean, with his character he played and everything else, you know, and I digged it, you know, and, like, before, like, when we were watching, it was, like, a, a Phantom, like, premiere-type thing, so they had yeah. a question-to-answer thing before Phantom, it, yeah. so I was like, okay, and, you know, the main character, the guy, Hardcore Henry, never talks. No. and that's—I think—that's a problem. Yeah, for you me.
0: It's hard. It's hard to connect with your character when you can't. You can't. He doesn't show it. He doesn't emote. He doesn't speak. Nothing. Nothing. So the, the entire time, like they're, they had a little Q and A session before the movie started, and they were like, "Well, we wanted you to experience the movie as if it's you." So you know, but at the same time, like I, I would say like, some I, shit. Yeah, I have no. I have no connection to the wife. So why do I care? None. Why do I want to pursue her? Zilch. I'm obviously not in danger, so why like why do I care about the fight scene? Like yeah, it's again, it's a it's a cool concept. Like I guess the, the what kind of inspired this whole thing, there was a music video that yeah. was filmed in the it's, it's by a, it's uh, called a bad motherfucker. You yeah.
1: get you get it on YouTube, it has like thirty one million views. Yeah. I've seen it before.
0: It's it's a neat concept to do in a small two maybe even five minute short film. But it does not work for an hour and
1: 30 minutes. It's just the protagonist in the Bad Motherfucker video, it works because this guy is has a briefcase and he's being chased by a bunch of dudes. It's so all you know, and he's parkouring around. Right. At that time, when this video came out, when that video came out, parkour was kind of like, ooh, parkour. And so he's parkouring around and yeah. then the briefcase caused him to warp at different places or whatever. And that was kind of like the briefcase had a like special power inside. So that was it was interesting and it was played by the video of this rock song of this some, some english rock song was yeah. playing in the background so with this movie like i said what heart made it hard for me was this this hardcore henry guy did not speak a word so i cannot connect to him because i don't know his true feelings about things i mean there's a part of the movie where he's trying to like express himself you saw hand gestures but beyond that, I felt like and like after that part, he yes. did a lot of hand gestures, like okay and thumbs up, and yeah. you know, I mean he was, you know, because he couldn't talk because his voice modulator a, modulator was broken. broken. He yeah. didn't get it fixed. Yeah, you know I mean, but beyond that, the rest of the film, he was just kind of going along with stuff as a brainless zombie, and there was problems. I felt that was a problem. It's, it's,
0: I think it suffers from the same problem that like Transformers Dark, uh, the latest one with it's Mark, Mark Wahlberg, and that is. Really long, lengthy action sequences with, very, with that have very little purpose and don't move the, really move the story along. So you're sitting there going through it. I mean, again, it's cool. Like The, the concept is cool. So you're sitting there through a two, 30, a two to three-minute action scene, and then you'll get like ten seconds of story. And then you're back Boom. into another two, three-minute three, three action scene. And again, it just exhausts you while you're watching it. So, I mean, the reviews from Rotten Tomatoes were, I think it was 51%. Yep. I can see why the audience. Metacritic would di- yeah, I can see why audiences would be divided on this because again, if you're young and you're into gore, porn, and action, you're going to love this film. But if you're someone who actually wants a story, you want to connect with your main character, you want a, a holistic movie, this is not for you because the story has a lot of holes in it. Uh, yeah. The characters you're not going to connect with any of the characters because there's no dialogue, there's no emoting. I mean. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Copley has really kind of carries the whole movie on his shoulders. Yeah, he is because he's the only one who talks. Him, the villain, and the wife are the only yeah. two, three people that talk the entire film.
1: You know, he his and like Copley's characters are pretty great. You know, he his, yeah. his like I said, he did a great job in this film, and yeah, I'm he, not gonna he, knock him.
0: I, 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 I no I've always been a fan. I've always
1: been a fan of that guy's acting. You know, yeah. what I mean, in Elysium, he was good. District Nine, he was good. You know, what I mean, so he's like he's. I know what I'm getting when I see him. You know, and, and the show Powers is good, but the show Powers is kind of suspect in its own right. Yeah. You know, but just, uh, just this whole, it just really, the movie, I, I want it to be better, I guess. Yeah. And I think the idea is a good idea. I think that movie, I think the idea would have been better in IMAX. Right. You know, and I get it that we're going to more of like an age where virtual reality, that could be a good virtual reality movie, but like the... Oculus on and watch it through the Oculus, that might be really cool to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it fully immerses you. So you have to see, you see everything he does. But Does that whatever? That'd be kind of cool. Well, but again, without I him, think- without the main character talking, and the and the villain making no goddamn sense, it, it, it was really, it was lots of disconnects for me on that since, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, Copley I think, can keep the movie alive for me.
0: I think what, 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 have, what would have helped this film is that they did it, it was a mix of third and first person. We were kind of talking about this earlier, where... The majority of the movie, when it comes to story scenes, should have been third person perspective, where you can see both characters interacting, emoting, dia- having a dialogue, and moving the story around. And then, because spoilers, part of this film is centered around avatars, you know? Uh, so when you get into an avatar action scene, that's when you can go into well, first maybe, person. Well, maybe, I mode. guess if
1: you go into an action scene, then you go to that. That's I'm saying. When, right. you, when,
0: you, when you take on the avatar, then you become, it goes first person action mode, because you'd be, because, okay. Now you are in the machine. You're you're seeing what the avatar is seeing, so it goes first person. So what I would have done is, I would have like, okay, here's a one minute action scene, first person. Now I gotta get back to the story. I take, I'm out of the avatar, and now I'm back to third person perspective, and I've got multiple characters talking to the main character, that kind of thing. That's what I think would have helped the movie, but a movie completely want first person, in my opinion, just it doesn't work.
1: I mean, me, I think we'll save that movie if you had Jason Statham and you made it, you made it Crank number three, right? Because yeah, in Crank that, yeah. two, he was on fire and you assumed he would die. So then, boom, he came back. Now they yeah. use some technology to bring it back once again. Yep. The the crazy Chev Chelios, on you the, know, and then he's like, you can see him first person, like beating the shot people. That would have been great. Well, I would movie, have been signed to, I yeah. would have been on board seeing opening night if it was like that. Well, this
0: movie unfortunately it you know it's an indie film. I think it was self self-prom- promoted and self funded. So they, they, they Oh, and then they
1: it. fell apart on they yeah. fell apart on funding with the scene prior to like it was like 15 minutes before the last scene whatever he went through the doorway and he shoot like this gun and it looked it was all digital. Really? It looked crazy. Yeah. Remember when he went in and he shot the thing and oh, it was like yeah, all that yeah, smoke yeah. and a fake fire yeah. and a fake gun. I was like this is bullshit. It made me mad. Yeah, it yeah. made me mad because the rest of the film has not been like that. It was real all the way throughout the movie, and then that was fake. Yeah, and it, it stood out so bad. Yeah,
0: well, let's. I think so. I think overall we can say we're. I. I guess if I had to get if I had to rate this movie, I'd probably give it a five point five out of ten. I think I'm being pretty generous there.
1: Yeah, um, you're being generous.
0: But. uh Let's move on. Well, let's, let's, we, that kind of captures our weekend. But let's get into some geek news. We're still on the subject of movies. So let's talk about the Rogue One trailer that popped this week. I love this trailer. Uh, I know it's a teaser. It's not very long. It's a teaser. But every image in that trailer, in my opinion, was on point. I love the score. You know, they used the the, the little piano thing that seems to be very popular now, using pianos to you to you know kind of get you into the trailer, but everything I saw in that trailer made me super excited to see this film I was already excited to see it because I'm just hearing the concept of it but seeing that trailer I, I was like hands down this is going to be a great freaking movie um, I don't know your your
1: thoughts It's teaser wow there it thank is thank you Awesome. There it is. It's a teaser, man. I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, they don't really tell too much about the story. All right, there's a female protagonist. Cool. Force really? Whitaker. You
0: didn't get anything on the story? I can tell you what.
1: Force Whitaker. Cool. Um it has an Asian dude from my show, Enter the Badlands, which I love that show. No one watches it, but apparently it's a really good show. Um, and he's on there. He's going to be kicking ass. So I'm probably going to watch the movie to see that guy. I want to see what kind of role he's going to play. And it's going to be really sad when he dies because apparently he will not be in the future because the movie is in between. Right, mm-hmm. it's in between movie, between, it's between episode, episode three, three and, and four? episode four. Yeah. Right, where you get finally, we could finally see, like, hey, the Death Star didn't just show up, guys. Good job. <laughs> Somebody knew, hey, Death Star knew was coming, and they try to stop the situation. Cool stuff.
0: So I mean, I beyond that, that, I thought they did a pretty good job conveying the story because I mean, I understood the fact that she's a rebel. She, I mean, not a rebel in that she is a part of the Rebel Alliance, but she's a rebellious type. She has been obviously committed numerous crimes. Uh, they are hiring her in order to go and find out more information about the Death Star because you hear Mon Mothma talk about there's a new weapon. We need to know about it. Uh, we get to see – obviously that's going to take her, her – she's going to cross paths with some bounty hunters cause, via Forrest Whitaker and the like. And then in the end, it's, that's where it's probably a little foggier because either she's in that Imperial costume because she's undercover and trying to get into the Death Star to get information or maybe she decides that the that that's where she wants to be, and she joins the Imperials, and that's kind of an interesting an interesting story arc. But that just watching that trailer, man, I got, I was my excitement for that film just went through the roof. Take all my money, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Disney, because you're you are doing it again, making another great film. Uh, seeing uh, you know one of my favorite scenes, the entire trailer was seeing the major laser getting installed in the Death Star. And they're, you know, they're sitting there, and you're just seeing that giant disc getting installed in the Death Star. And I was like, that is awesome. that I love seeing that part right there. I love seeing them on the beach getting attacked by AT-ATs. I mean, what a great – it was just a strong trailer. I loved everything everything about it. I mean, did you have a great – did you have a favorite scene at all? Or was it just kind of like, eh, whatever?
1: Teaser. It's hey, a teaser trailer. I'm waiting around. I'm waiting around. Awesome thank <laughs> you for just thought there it is man it's, it's a teaser trailer man I mean what do you want to say I'm like alright cool teaser trailer alright it didn't excite you at all I mean I'm just hey hey it's Star Wars I'm more interested in seeing the next Star Wars movie this Rogue One movie is just, is just trying to keep my dick hard I don't need my dick to be stroked by Star Wars guys I want to see the next film Just just hurry up Y
0: it's uh Lucas from you can continue to stroke my dick. Uh I I like having my dick stroked, so if, as long as you just stroke continue to stroke it right, right I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Let's talk about real quickly, we'll talk about let's talk the about Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. So big episode drop, season finale, we finally get to see the notorious Negan.
1: Yes, he's After, from the comic books.
0: He is, he is and in fact uh uh Comic Kings is selling his comic for Sixty bucks, I bet. Uh, it's number one hundred. Number
1: 100, first appearance. Negan. Uh, what you think, man? Um, not bad, not bad. I mean, it's finally you know the show gives it a little bit of. Uh, I always the Walking Dead. You know, how I feel about the Walking Dead guys. If we're not going into this, um, the show is all right in my book. You know, what I mean, it doesn't. It, it's zombies. How long can you do zombies? And you know, we all know that is like the major climax in that film is he's gonna he's gonna kill somebody with a baseball bat. Right. That's so what he does. You know? The person going to go down, it's going to be Daryl. We all know it. I don't know, man. Like, uh, we all thought Daryl was dead
0: after that second to last episode because he got shot. Daryl's going still, down. He's still
1: alive. Daryl's going down.
0: Well, in the comic, Glenn is the one that gets killed, gets killed by Negan. In the comic, Glenn is the one that takes the bat to the head.
1: And is but I thought Daryl's contract, the guy who plays Daryl, his contract's up.
0: It's not. No, no. His contract's not up. He has said he, this is his last season, but... I don't know, man. I don't. I'm not con- entirely convinced that Darryl's You can't kill Glenn. Kill him. He's
1: ca- He's the man with nine lives. But you, he's can't one kill he,
0: him. The, you can kill him because he, he was can't. one that was killed in the comic. I don't know. We'll see. The, the man with K- nine keep lives. Keep in mind, Kirkland has not stayed true to the comic in a lot. They, they exactly. split it off in certain respects. Exactly. But Glenn, I don't the man know with nine I, lives, I I'm entirely convinced lot. that Glenn made it through. It's it's hard. It's a. Uh, it, 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 I mean, there's no, They did a really nice job shooting the episode. So that you not you walk away not knowing really yeah
1: you know they did a good job like hanging on now yeah.
0: I think my favorite part of the I mean I love Negan I thought he was a fantastic character real ominous really like this little, little eeny meeny miny mo thing you know like you know kind of like telling interjecting with jokes and stuff I mean it really made him a very strong character but I think for me the biggest thing about this episode was my impression of his group at this point was not very high because they, when the first time you see them they try to accost Daryl and his group. And they get blown up. Yep. And then they try to take. And then uh, Rick and those guys catch them in their sleep. Yep. And, and kill them there. And then uh, Carol and Maggie get the drop on them again. Yep. So I, seeing this group, I'm like I'm not impressed. Like I don't understand why this group is so nefarious because they're getting their asses handed to right. them every single moment. But in this episode, when they need to get Maggie some medical attention, you finally see the true. Strength of this group. You see how ominous they are, you see how in control they are. Because in every avenue they got the street blocked, they've got traps set. Like they are leading Rick and his group into a trap and they know it. And when Rick and his group finally think they're gonna get the drop on these guys by hey, you go drive the van and keep them occupied, we'll cut through the forest on foot. Spoilers. Um And we'll get Maggie where she needs to be. They finally think we've got a plan in place that's going to finally get the drop on these guys. And guess what happens? They walk right into a trap. And that, in my opinion, is what made this episode so great. Was finally you get to see the true strength and nature of this group. Who in the past has been nothing but a bunch of, it was just filled body bags for the most part.
1: Yeah, the thugs, you know what I mean? But I mean, it's all right. It's okay. We'll see. and that's, They'll be back in, like, what, is this going to be back in October?
0: October always comes out Halloween. In the meantime, you got Fear of the Walking Dead, which Boo. I still need to finish the first season. I didn't even finish the first season. Boo. Um, but Boo-boo. still a strong episode, in my opinion. I, mean, I still love to really enjoy The Walking Dead. They they do no wrong in my eye, so.
1: I mean, Better Call Saul. I think it's like, it's like two more episodes left before the season's finale. Yep. So, I mean, I'm watching that. It's a good show. Watch it.
0: Uh, I just, uh, I finally started watching... Uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson. That's a really strong show. If you haven't already seen it, check it out. It's really good. Her Cuba um,
1: Jr. doesn't act too well in that film, though. I actually
0: thought he's... Actually, you know, his performance is not what kills me. It's the fact that Cuba Gunn Jr. has a very high-pitched voice, and O.J. Simpson has a very deep voice. Right. And that, to me, was the problem. Because hearing him play O.J. Simpson with this very high-pitched voice, I, I couldn't... I was like, that's not O.J. If... That, but other than that, I think his performance is still very strong. I heard
1: John Travolta's role is pretty good. John
0: Travolta's awesome. David Schwimmer plays the uh, the Kardashian lawyer. Yeah, uh, he's really good. Which it's interesting to see the like the young like the the Kardashian sisters you now how, how they're handling this whole thing during the time frame. It was uh, I don't know how the real Kardashians respond to this, but Chris Chris Jen- uh, Kardashian, you know, is not she's not really painted in a very favorable light. I don't think you got a little bit, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I mean all the actors so far, in my opinion, have done a very good job, a very nice job. I can't remember her name, but she was she's, she does um, – um, uh, shit. Here am I, I can't remember her name. Oh, well. She plays Marsha Clark. She's really good uh, on the show as well. So I, I got no pro- – uh, Bruce Greenwood is in it as the district attorney for LA District Attorney. He's strong. But it's it's a good show, and if you're someone that grew up during the O.J. Simpson trial, it fills in a lot of gaps because you know we saw the the clips of the trial, you know, so we saw the we saw the Bronco chase, we saw the trial day by day, but it's the stuff that happens. His in between, inner was behind happening. the scenes, yeah. which really kind of just makes you go, "Wow, I didn't realize it was like that." Like I didn't know that O.J. didn't want Johnny Cochran at you know as his lawyer, and he was talked into by Shapiro to take him on because their whole defense was going to hinge on. This is a racial issue, like he was like this. He's, you know, he's being he's a black man being persecuted by the, a white, a predominantly white police department. So they needed Johnny Cochran on there to kind of make that stick. But Shapiro was pretty scared because like, he's like he doesn't have much of a case to build on. At the same time, the prosecution what hurts them is a lot of their key witnesses are 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 being paid to go on national television and tell their, and tell their side of the story, which completely deflates the prosecution side of it. They have all this evidence, but. At every step, it's being deflated because somebody's either leaking the nine one one calls where she, you know, Nicole's getting beaten by OJ Simpson, and that's completely destroying their case. Right. So, yeah, it's a it was a really it's a really good show. I'm like three episodes, four episodes in now, and I, I I can't stop watching it. It's great. Yeah, heard
1: great things. <laughs> I have it on my DVR. So I still gotta watch it.
0: Yeah, uh, Archer's been good. The, I saw the last episode. of Archer, hilarious. I'm at time to the last episode of Archer. Oh, Dude, you gotta check it out. It's I've been so watching
1: weird. bad. I've been watching bad Netflix movies. Ugh, dude, that's why I'm stuck on this thing. I'm like binge watching bad Netflix movies. You know why? Because they're hour long movies.
0: Yeah, I respect that. So I,
1: I get stuck into them. I'm like oh, I could be watching House of Cards. Yeah. But then I'm going. I'm falling into these crappy movies. I'm like, oh okay. you could be watching great television shows. I know. And I'm. It's such a bad situation. All right. All right.
0: Let's um, wrap up real quick. Let's talk about the MTV Movie Awards. Uh, so they're on tonight. Yes, but yet for some reason the results are have already been released
1: because they ta- they tape it early. They do. It's I mean, not live
0: because they sent because because it used to be live, right? But then people started doing outrageous shit, correct? And the censors got pissed, so oh, now yes. they they tape it ahead of time.
1: Yes. So a quick rundown of the winners, if you to save you guys time, from ntv dot com to see who actually won tonight. All right, got um, Sheree Theron She won from Mad Max. You know, fun. Best virtual performance is brought to you by Miss Amy Pullier from Inside Out. Uh, best action performance by Chris Pratt, um, Jurassic World. Now, a lot of people don't tell me that's a that's a really
0: well the thing. Is all right. I love Jurassic World. Don't get me wrong. It's a very fun movie. It's not perfect, but it's very it's fun, especially for considering we've had nothing but failed Jurassic Park sequels since the very first one. But Chris Pratt, in my opinion, did not do a whole heck of a lot of action in that film. I'm surprised. Mm.
1: I'm looking at the list, right? The list of action performances. You got Dwayne Johnson, San Andreas, boo. Jennifer Lawrence, Hunger Games. eh. Um, John Boya, Boyega. Boyega. I say his name wrong over and over. Ryan Reynolds. And then Vin Diesel, Fast and Furious I would have given
0: it to Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool,
1: hands down. But, where's where's Fury Road at on this?
0: Well... Well, it's, it's it's male, right? Best action performance. No,
1: best af- for- performance in general. Oh yeah, yes, yes, In general, Fury Roads. So, I mean, yeah, Road. yeah, that
0: last Fury Road. Well, no, it's got to be the performer because they're giving it to the actor, so it's got to be the best. It's got to be the, it's got to be the best action performance by an actor because I look guess. at the look at the nominations. Yeah, they're all, but, they're all people. Yeah. So, uh, but for me, Dwayne Jane Johnson did not do a lot of action in San Andreas. Jennifer Lawrence, Hunger Games Part Two. Mm, she was okay. Yeah. But again, not she didn't really do a whole lot of action in that film. I felt John Boyega did a lot did a lot of stuff in Star Wars: Four Awakens. But if I had to give it anyone on this on this list, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, hands down, in my opinion, would take it. Uh, with Vin Diesel, Furious Seven probably be the next closest. Chris Pratt, again, I loved him in Jurassic World. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't really think he did a whole lot of action in that film, aside from riding a motorcycle and keeping some va- some raptors at bay.
1: Right. But and then um, best true story, Straight Out of Compton. That
0: is a great film. I love that. You know,
1: they beat other great movies: like Concussion, Joy, Steve Jobs, The Big Short, and The Revenant. Yeah, you know, what I mean, that's 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 big.
0: Again, keep in mind this is all voted by movie fans, fans. and Correct. most of these the people that vote are ages of eight, like sixteen to twenty four. So, well, don't expect intelligent movies to make do very well.
1: But I, mean, I do like the idea that these movies <clears> we've actually heard of, not like we, True. we were we were, t- we were just talking about the Oscars, yeah. where these movies I never heard of this movie, and it's like. Nominated for best movie of the yeah. year.
0: Well, I mean, it's funny. I remember back in the '90s when, um, when uh, MTV Movie Awards, where Pulp Fiction got best got finally got best movie, and Quentin Tarantino gets up there and he says, "When you go to every award show, the Golden Globes, the Academy Awards, you keep losing to Forrest Gump. Come to the MTV Movie Awards and finally win." You know, I mean, that was that's it was, good stuff. It, it kind of sums it up. It kind of sums it up. You
1: know, uh, best comedic performance. Ryan Reynolds got that for Deadpool. Which yeah, that he makes was sense. fantastic. He was fantastic. You know, he yeah. beat up people like Amy Schumer, yeah. Kevin Hart, Melissa McCarthy, Reba Wilson, Rebel Wilson, I keep calling her Reba, yeah. it's Rebel. Yeah. And Will Ferrell. you know what I mean? Again, there is no you know the Martian up there. I saw
0: all these movies. I mean, Amy Schumer's good in Trainwreck, but honestly, none of these none of these movies can touch Deadpool as far as comedic performances
1: go. Deadpool was a great movie. It was okay. on so many levels. Uh Best Male performance, Leonardo DiCaprio for the Reverend. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. You know? uh breakthrough performance uh Miss Daisy Ridley. I agree 100% with that. I'm, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, I said it. Oh, I said it. Suck on that, guys. Just bass in that. All right. Uh, best kiss uh Wolfson Wilson and Adam Devine. That's Devine yeah, that was there.
0: hilarious. That, that's actually a really hilarious
1: moment in that movie. You know, it's uh yeah, that's, that kiss looks ridiculous. Uh best hero, Jennifer Lawrence. Got it. I would not get For me,
0: you know, I so Mocking Jay Part 2. In my opinion, it's a decent film, but it's slow. I would have given this probably to either Charlize Theron for Mad Max. Chris Evans. Chris Evans, Avengers, and Ultron is a much Daisy better. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley, in my opinion, probably should have won it. The, Paul but, Rudd. Yeah. Ant-Man.
1: I, I don't think she did it. Jennifer Lawrence is good, but I would not have made her said she's the best hero. So that's something else there. Uh, best villain, Adam Admin Driver. Star Wars: Awakens.
0: I agree. I agree with that.
1: You know, based off what's happening here, I mean, I can see that James Spader was the. I like he Is Ultron, yeah. Simo Jackson the Kingsman? Come on, uh, you know Tom Hardy the Reverend. That is true. That's the truth of it being a younger <sighs> voting because yeah. Tom Hardy's villain in the Reverend was really good. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely a guy where like you were like, dude, this dude is an evil motherfucker, man. Uh, best ensemble cast. uh Pitch Perfect got it. You know, man, yeah, that's get, a fun movie. you gotta love. I'll you gotta love to teens. Them. The teens love it. Yeah. You know, they beat out Age of Ultron, The Avengers, yeah. Furious Seven, even Paul Walker. Paul Walker dying wasn't enough to pin up, get this award here. <laughs> you know, what I mean, Star Wars, The Hunger Games, and Trainwreck. Yeah. Uh, best documentary, Amy. Uh, best fight, Deadpool versus Ajax. All which, right. So uh, I would not have given best fight. I mean, it's a good fight,
0: but I don't think it's the best fight. Uh, what are the other options? Basic here? Other
1: options you got? Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> versus the bear. Which was a very gangster fight. Yeah. Um, Shreece Theron versus Mad Max when they were fighting. That was a very short battle. Iron Man versus the Hulk and Age of Ultron. I
0: would have given it to that. That was a fantastic fight scene. Ray versus
1: Kylo Ren. Oh,
0: shit. Actually, that's an even better fight scene. I would have given that <laughs> given it to that one.
1: Susan Cooper versus Leia in Spy. Oh, uh, no. Susanna <laughs> so Cooper. I mean, so. don't
0: get me wrong. I like the Ryan Reynolds fight scene. But if I had to give it really give it to somebody, I'd probably give it to Ray. Because she comes out and just re- wrecks it,
1: but whatever, you know. Um, move of the year: uh, Star Wars: Force Awakens. Yeah, that's not surprising. Easy, that's, a, that's an easy pick, you right know.
0: There. Although Deadpool would have been a very close second, in my opinion.
1: Generation award goes to Will Smith. You know, what I mean, a like guy saying, "Hey, Will Smith, you're an old man now, and we appreciate what you've done." Um, comedic genius award goes to M- Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, she's been pretty active lately. You know, what I mean, so that's that's pretty much. Uh, the hots of what's happening yeah. there. But don't... I, I think what the thing, I'm like, there's still, like, I know I'm pretty much giving it away, but so many people apparently, when they're on stage getting these awards, they're doing crazy stuff up yeah. there, too. Like, Ryan Reynolds wins two awards, and he does crazy stuff when he's up there. Yeah. So it's worth the watch. But yeah, I,
0: I'm still going to watch it, because not only that, but they usually give show exclusive clips to upcoming movies, so uh, I know there's I know there's going to be a new trailer for uh, Civil War. I'm excited to see that. So I'm going to check it. I'm going to watch tonight, because I got nothing else to do. So
1: You know what I mean? So that's going to happen <laughs> there. I'm probably be gaming. I'm not going to... Watch this. I'm going to do some laundry and do some gaming tonight. I hear that. I catch up. I haven't played in the last two days. So I had to catch up. All right,
0: folks. Well, that kind of wraps up our show this night. I hope you've you've enjoyed it. We touched on a lot of different things. Kept it moving. Kept it fresh. Uh, We're going to be gone. Well, I'm going to be gone for another week. So we probably won't hit you back until uh, late here, here, April. Uh, Actually, no. I I get back. I have two two nights to podcast before I head to California uh, to head back out to Monterey. But, yeah, I mean, I hope you enjoyed it tonight uh anything, any any follow up?
1: I got nothing really man. It was a fun podcast here and um thank you guys for listening. And you know, we appreciate it guys. Um please drop a like, give us a favorite, tell your friends about it. This gives motivation to make us do these podcasts even more and produce better product for you guys. Like I said if you guys have any questions or you guys want want to add something to our podcast, don't be afraid to send us a message.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Com- please comment, please like, you know, send us any uh, any questions you want us to address or whatever the case would be, hit us up. Don't forget to subscribe. All right, everybody. You have a good night.
1: Thank you.